Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Over from scratch. <laughs> so apocalypse. Apocalypse is... Are we recording? Yes, we are recording and I will make sure to keep an eye on it so that we don't hit the 30 minutes. You guys break. missed out on 29 oh minutes of some sweet banter about the apocalypse. About the apocalypse. It's not happening again. And the different reasons that... Or the different... Types of different apocalypse, types of the ones apocalypse. that we would want to stick around for in the morning. Yeah, that we we'll would. put it on our Patreon later. <laughs> it's okay. It seems fitting that for our final episode, we'd have a, a mishap a oh my God. like that, you know? It's always the Anchor app. It's just, they, it doesn't like it over 30 minutes. I know. It just, I, know. I mean, we experienced, this was our first episode ever that happened. We yeah. went over 30 minutes and it just erased the entire thing. It's okay. You know what? This is a good timing um, that we're coming to our conclusion here. That's true. Because, one, it's clear that neither of us can keep up with this anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're just so busy. And two, um, I excitingly just got a new gig. Um, wow. It's not a new job job. Like, I oh. still have my job job. But it's a new freelance gig um, with Haven Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm their new director of production. Yay! As of today. Yay! So it's a freelance dealio, like it's just kind of on my own time and it's yeah. like a monthly stipend, but it's basically their production manager for everything they do. Oh, nice. Um, so I am excited to jump back into theater a little mm-hmm. bit, do some stuff. Haven't done it in a minute. Yeah, that's so exciting. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm excited um, because my real job is not my favorite thing right now. Sure. Um, for any number of millions of reasons. Yeah. That'll happen. Uh, and so I am excited to have a thing outside of that because yeah. otherwise I've been going to work and coming home and binge watching Shark Tank. <laughs> and that's been the routine. Not Shark Tank. Oh and my it has God. been depressing. So yeah. Yeah. Excited for something to change a little bit. But, but our boy Ben, Ben Savage, running for Congress. I know. I guess as a Democrat. I, yeah. It's probably. I haven't looked. I mean, we looked at his platform when he was running um, for city council. For city council, which he lost. He did. In case you guys following that closely. Everyone's kind of blowing up about his congressional run, at least on Instagram. I'm well, not on Twitter in forever, but running, <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> he's running theoretically in Adam Kinzinger's district. Mm-hmm. I think that's who. Or no, Schiff. Anyway, he's running against someone who is a in a like congressional seat who is like actually not like a like a somewhat prominent house congressperson yeah and the speculation is that that individual is going to make a pivot and run for senate Mm -hmm. in the next election Mm -hmm. cycle and that that seat's going to come open and that's what ben is going to be running for sure sure um i think it's adam schiff see that's the thing 450 something 456 seats in the house no you were right oh it is district is currently no represented by adam schiff oh adam schiff okay okay yeah yeah yeah, because Kinsinger is, is, is here in Illinois. Yeah. Um, Adam Schiff, yeah, who is, like, he chaired, I think, the, like, the, he was on the, the January 6th committee and, like, has held prominent seats and things like that. And so he's launching himself into the Senate, because the Senate is better than the House. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the government. <laughs> the Senate has more power than the House. <laughs> Did you also, oh, wait, I think you posted it, the Bonnie Bartlett... Yeah, Daniel's yeah. Open it's thing. been like a big week for <laughs> women's world news. Like, I I am glad they've have seemingly worked it out mm-hmm. and everything. 
And I remember once, I don't remember who it was, but I remember someone once telling me they read like a list of couples who were rumored to have an open marriage and it was like most of the couples in Hollywood. Yeah. So it's not surprising to me necessarily. It just kind of breaks my heart that she was as bummed about it as she was, yeah. you know? And honestly, I have like, no, I pass no judgment if mm -hmm. that's like your arrangement. Well, you just you're need too okay enthusiastic and participants. Yeah. It, it does. It's not really an open marriage if one person exactly is, is enthusiastic and enjoying it, it and the open. other person like is going along with it. Correct. Yeah. Then it's then it's just cheating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. if both people are like high five, slam dunk, like let's like, do it, bet it's time. <laughs> you know? Polyamory like, all the way. Good baby. for that. Yeah. Man. Exactly. So that's there's that. I think a mixed bag of mm -hmm. it seems like if if one person feels hurt by any of it. Yes, then, then, it's, it's, not not, open. then it's not an open thing. <laughs> That's not open. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Because I feel like there's... Um, well, and she even talked about... I read like a little article about it and she even talked about having her own kind of like... I don't want to say side piece because I don't know if they were like involved uh -huh. for a long time or whatever. But when that was over then she was just like, this was such a bad idea. Like, uh -huh. this is not good. So like, it's not even like she was like... Okay, you go have an open marriage. I'm just going to sit and be like a hermit and wait for you to figure it out. Like, yeah. she still participated, but right. yeah, I think she just was not. Well, and again, there's still a difference between participation and enthusiasm. And enthusiasm, <laughs> yeah. That's very true. That's you know, the very open true. part of open is communication. Yes. Uh, so if Correct. they're not openly communicating, then it's not really. That's not really. Open. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, they're still together, I guess, so good for them. Yeah, I mean, they seem to have been able to work it out since I they want, are. I want the, that, that, those, see, those dirty deeds were not in his autobiography. I mean, I'm sure they were probably trying to keep it very hush-hush. Hey. And then now she's like, you know what? We're so old. Yeah. Just, like, let it go. I'm honestly disappointed that that wasn't part of his autobiography. It's probably a part... Well, if it was hurtful to her, it's probably a part that he's really ashamed of. Like, a part of his life that he's really, like... That's what I want in an autobiography. That's fair. You're not wrong. An autobiography wrong. is too tame, then. You know? Yeah. Because this is, this is the good shit. This is supposed <laughs> to be the nitty-gritty. Let's get into that. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. But George, George didn't talk about that. Well, George Feeney. George Feeney. William. Bill. Billiam. Billiam. Yeah. Billiam. <laughs> Billiam left that part out when he was talking about what it was like to yeah. be in 1776. He didn't mention that he was hooking up with chorus girls every night. No, that's not. I don't know that that's what was happening either. Billiam. But well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to the conclusions uh, that it was. That's fair. My I have to go to wild assumptions that this man was was wildly sexually active in, in tons and tons of ways. That's kind of, you know, that's feels very... Well, and uh, Bonnie even went as far as to say, like, at that time in the theater scene, everything everyone was Everyone was screwing sexual. everyone. Yeah, she was Let's, just like, everything 70s was in the theater, they were so, all screwing each other. Yeah. You know, good for them. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, I think part of it was... He was probably just very ashamed of I that know, part. I hope he did a lot of drugs, too. Oh... The most. Didn't talk about doing drugs in his autobiography either. Oh, bummer. I know. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Feeney, come on. <laughs> well, welcome to the final well, Welcome Feeney to, I know. The, the end of it all. The end of an era. This isn't about an episode. This is, this is about the podcast. Yeah. It's done. Three years. Three years. Almost four. We would have hit four in April. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So really, like, four years since we... 
since the incubated. inception. Yeah, <laughs> yes. since because we, I think we. Well, because like down. when was our very first? We recorded six plus episodes before we actually put one out or something. We started recording and we had in like, our meeting and um, started recording in March, I believe. All right, so and then, of like twenty nineteen. Yeah, and then cool. April thirtieth was our premiere date. Yeah. Okay. So we're almost almost four whole years. Yeah. That's crazy. We probably could have done it in three if we'd really stuck rigorously to a week, once a week release date. But it's true. The last season, like I don't know, the last season to me is life got hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both got jobs and lives now. Things got hard. It was so much easier during COVID. Honestly, we could have doubled up episodes during COVID. Oh uh, yeah, in twenty twenty. And then we, we could have wrapped like it up in like home, two and a half years. We could have been real quick on it, but that's okay. I liked that. I like that it's been a longer span of time yeah. that we kind of like took our time and we didn't rush through it yeah yeah i agree tons of fun yeah i have a voicemail to play for you but before we do that um do you want to hear the final counts of well, everything I, I, I mean i obviously want to make my guesses you know i know you already know yes i need to make my top three guesses yes on, yes on mvps right yes okay well number one is is feeny mm -hmm. in my in my estimation I'm debating if I want to like kind of scoreboard this too. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I want to try okay. to like if I want to try to guess a number of times they won MVP. Oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know I that I could do that. I feel like I need additional. I need like a, an additional context for that. That's fair. No one broke a hundred. If that helps. That is good context. How many episodes are there total in the show? Total, there are. Um, oh God, hundred. Well, it's, I mean, seven seasons, 22 a season, seven times 22 as an average. You're looking at, uh, well, seven times 20 would be 140, mm -hmm. uh, 160, 200, 180-ish episodes. Yeah. Ballpark, 170. I was going to say somewhere between, like, I was, it, my knee-jerk reaction was 150, and then I was like, no, I feel like it's 180. It's more than that. It's like so 180. So I think it's 180. All right, so just let's just, about. let's round it off and say 180 episodes. Mm -hmm. And two MVPs per episode. Mm -hmm. uh, one from me and one from you. Yes. Well, two MVP votes per episode, I suppose, which means that in total we gave MVP out uh, 360 times. Mm -hmm. Total. Wow, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> this is all. I these are all. Myself. <laughs> these are all abstractions for which we could have done the math, but instead I'm just going to be making them up. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so it's more fun this way. If there's approximately 360 MVP votes to have been given out, and you're saying no one broke 100. No one broke 100. That actually is interesting to me because I would have suspected our first one, like first place, I would have ballparked at around 100 probably then, mm -hmm. out of 360 because that would be like a 33-ish percent yeah. lead, which feels generous. But I guess that means that our first place winner was probably in 20% of the MVP votes then, and 360 times 20% is gonna be roughly like 60, 65, 70 votes. Okay, so I'm gonna say Feeney at around 70 votes. How many do you have? 65. Damn it! Oh, I was so close. I said 65. You did. And then oh, you said 70. Shit. I was like, stop there. Stop coming. Oh, man. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. And I swear to God, everybody listening, I have not looked at this yet. I'll just edit it so we can so <laughs> so stop, stop you at 65. 65. Oh, and then you can be like, man. Yeah, I got it. 
Oh, I yeah. should have stuck with my gut. Mm-hmm. 65. Ugh. 65. Honestly, I'm really impressed with myself still. I know. Um, like, that was good. I, that was fast there, math. It was fast math. It was, like, well-reasoned, actually. Like, I don't... And it was, like, math based on kind of an approximation uh-huh. because we don't know. It, like, I think there's not exactly one. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, I didn't actually do the real math mm-hmm. on the episodes. These were all approximations approxim- and guesses. And so, within five votes total... Five out of 360 it's is like impressive. a very reasonable margin of error for me, and I am going to pat myself there you go. well on the back for yes, that one. Definitely. Okay, back so out. then part or so second two, place. Second place now. Yeah. All right, so I got Feeney. I guessed him at 70. It was off by a few votes, but I was right about first place, and I was honestly. If we if we really dug into the numbers, I was probably right about my percentages and everything too. Um, yeah. You know, like if I had done if I had pulled out a calculator. Mm-hmm. Would have would have been closer, but mm-hmm. that's okay. I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back. So number two, if Feeney's walking away with roughly twenty percent, over three hundred and sixty votes, second place can't be walking away with any more than ten percent, probably. Like it's it's got to be a dramatic fall off here. If he's topping out at sixty five, second place has got to be thirty six votes. Is, is a reasonable guess, maybe. Maybe as high as 40. The last time I did that, I was wrong. <laughs> 38, split the difference, and I'm going to say 38, and I'm going to say that it's Allen. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's 48, so you were only 10 uh, off. 48, okay. But it's Eric. Yeah, that was my next bet yeah. in my mind. It was back and forth between Allen and Eric. All right, well, then that means third place has got to end up going to Allen. No, he's not really in the last season as much. Maybe that's skewing things here. There's a relevancy of like every time he shows mm-hmm. up, but number of times he shows up in appearances, someone like Sean or Topanga has a higher, uh, you know, Sean has the next highest ability, theoretically. Yeah. Oh, I'm pissed off if it's Corey, but it could be. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to spoil it for you and say Corey did not even break top five. Okay, thank God. Um, so. <laughs> all right, well, if Eric's th- three, or if Eric's two at 48, mm-hmm. then three has got to be Sean in the 30s. I'm going to go with Sean at, at 33. So, do you want me to just spoil everything? Oh, <laughs> How no. far do you want to go? <laughs> oh, man. How wrong was I now? Okay, so you, it the next one is in is 39. So, okay. you were right about the 30s, but it's Amy. Oh. And my fun facts for the day. <laughs> uh, Amy actually came out on top season one. Oh. She beat Feeney by one because Feeney had 10 and she had 11. Yeah. There's an interesting, like, it's it's that prominence, relevance, kind of like how featured in the show yeah. is the character. It is kind of interesting that, I guess Eric is in, like, every episode, though. He is. Well, and he has a bigger, like, he did not break, Feeney only, Feeney got double digits every season except for two, uh, two, three, and six. That's 50% of them. Eric did not break, <laughs> yeah. Eric did not break into double digits until the last season. Yeah, the last yeah, season, a, he swept. He swept. He tied with Feeney for the most the last season. Yeah. Um, Amy only got double digits the first season. Yeah. Alan never broke, never double, broke double digits. Yeah. yeah. So, which like, he's still, he's still in fourth place. So Alan is in fourth at, oh, okay. at 34. Uh-huh. I'll just read the whole list. Okay. Because it gets really wild yeah, towards the start, end. Start at the top and, and run it down. So first place is Feeney, of course, with 65. Uh-huh. Second place is Eric with uh, 48. That's higher than I would have expected, for sure. 
I was kind of surprised because I believe in our last episode, I said that Amy or Allen was second place. So that's, I didn't even think Eric was well, going to break second thinking. place. I was kind of thinking that Amy or Allen was mm-hmm. going to hit second and Eric was going to hit third. Yeah. That was, that was how I had that worked out in my mind. So I flip-flopped those a little bit. Yeah. But and, he just swept the last season. Yeah. And I mis- I kind of conflated Allen and Amy together, which is part of the problem, I think, too. Oh, that's or if I had kept them separate, that would have been, yeah. 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 Um, fourth place is Allen. Or wait, did I hit Amy? Yeah. You said Amy at third. With 39. 39. Allen is in fourth at 34. Mm. Then Sean uh, takes over at fifth with 30. Oh, and that's the end of our 30s. Which is very shocking because he did not get any for the first two seasons. But then he had two double-digit seasons, season three and season seven. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of took over a little bit. Um, Topanga actually got in before Corey in sixth at 29, Mm -hmm. and Corey is seventh at 25. Okay. We then hit Turner at 13, which, oh. like, oh, so is so we're fair. falling from 25 to 13. Yeah. All right, so we got a lot of people mm-hmm. edging for 10% of, of this company. Uh. Yeah, but he's also, <laughs> Turner's only in, what, two, three Well, seasons? see, that's an interesting thing, right? If he's got 13, but if you were to compare that from a, like, number of episodes mm-hmm. featured, yeah, then I don't know if we had done that math he would actually be in the top three mm-hmm. for like number of episodes that you are in mm-hmm. and number of MVPs you take away. Yeah. It's he true. definitely has like the highest success rating. Yeah. Like if he's got 13 MVPs across a grand total of what, 50 episodes at mm-hmm. most. Yeah. Like that's probably being generous really. Yeah. It's that's true. A, that's a really high rating when you consider the fact that others are looking at, uh, you know, 30 MVPs over 180 episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He would definitely, ha- I, he would probably be second if we were doing like MVP per episode right. or per if it were amount a of time of like that you're showing. Yeah. in. So we have a smaller drop off now. We're in the single digits. Angela takes home nine. Uh. So Morgan takes home six. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> Jack takes home three. So does Dean Bolander and Frankie. They all take home three. Oh, good for Frankie. I know, right? Uh, The Ghost of Christmas Future (laughs) takes home two. (laughs) Got two. (laughs) And The Ghost of Christmas Future actually beat out everyone else who has a one. And here is everyone else who has a one. Rachel, Stan, Minkus, Joey, Harley, Ubaldo, Aunt Prue, The Car Dealer, Sergeant Moore, Rhiannon, and Mr. and Mrs. Nelson. Ubaldo. <laughs> <laughs> How did Ubaldo. I know you were going to be so Still excited about Ubaldo? Oh, <laughs> uh, I love so this. I love the. I love the ones. Those, yes, those might be the most. I know those are the best stats, really. I can't even believe I would have to go back and see like when we gave like Rachel a one. Yeah, what episode did we give Rachel a one? Let's find out. Actually, this might. This is a fun game. I think it was in season six. Season six, episode three, you gave it to Rachel. What was it? And what? I gave it to Feeney. What kind of twisted, weird world are we living Is in? It, it's the project one, right? Where she wants, where she panics about the public speaking project or whatever. Oh, maybe, yeah. That? I think it's that one. That could be. It's that's when a her good and Feeney, Well, when her and Feeney partner together. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember why I gave it to her exactly. Because she overcomes her fear, I guess. Well, it's because she puts Feeney in in his place, I feel like. Mm, That could be. That could be. Yeah. 
But yeah. Um, season, who as far was, as... Who was, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Who? Mr. and Mrs. Nelson. I who think that? that they were... <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I do not know who they are. They were in season seven, episode nine. I think it was The Honeymoon. Oh, it's The Honeymoon. Yeah. I think I gave it to The Honeymooners. Yeah. Other than that were not... Uh, Korean to think yes 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 that the Nelsons yeah so as far as uh boom checks go season one season six and season seven were all tied at four Mm. and then we dropped down to three in season four and season five only had one so two and three didn't have any which is very surprising what was the total number there um four times three twelve sixteen seventeen so seventeen I mean that's not great. Seventeen divided by three, or seventeen divided by one hundred eighty, and, uh, and I'm one hundred eighty is not really the number of episodes. It's like ten percent of episodes theoretically. Then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess eighteen divided it's by one eighty would be ten percent of episodes. If ten percent of the episodes of your show have boom, have check boom it, checks, that's a it's not a good percentage. Which like I honestly wasn't surprised by season one having as many because it's probably it was probably formatted differently because right. once you get into the yeah, late nineties you have different format changing. Um, but it's surprising to me that season six and seven have such because season five is kind of where the format changed. Right. Well, and these are the ones we caught. There could have been more. It's true, yeah. These are based that's on very you true. And I catching them, there could have been more. In so here. if you saw one, I think it's safe to say that ten percent of the show, ten percent of the episodes of the show feature a boom. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that that's a like fair. A safe, yeah, feels like a fair generalization. Which is so crazy, but I mean, again, it's it was around the time when the formatting was changing. Sure. Like there was definitely a different something else going on. Um, we did do a dud counter for season seven, and we rounded out at eight episodes. Eight duds in season seven. Eight duds in season seven. That's eight out of twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, what is that's twenty-five percent. That's sad. No, thirty-three percent, right? Eight, sixteen, twenty-four. So yeah, we're looking at like thirty-three percent of <laughs> duds. That's sad. <laughs> but also, season seven might be my least favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, season seven might be my least favorite. Okay, so I do, like I said, I have a voicemail for you to listen to. Um, But then also uh, I have some questions for us. Okay, here we go. Yes. This is from Gregoire. Hey, Skylar and Megan. One last time, it's Gregoire coming in at three minutes this time, but you can edit this for time if you need to. I'm recording this on my phone because it's crunch time. If there's any lesson that I've needed to absorb over the last three years, it's that done is better than perfect. So I want to thank you both. This journey through the podcast has been so comforting over the last few years, and it's given me a lot to think about. A few of my favorite highlights from this past season are uh, Positively Not, that's still something I say with my sisters, uh, Me Manifesto, and the way that Eric completely transforms into someone else in the drag episode, and the episode where he's hiding in plain sight from Topanga, which is a little bit deranged and kind of scary. And then Topanga, I love you and let's make Nick Nick. I think that's such a funny line. And then there's Feeny playing the trumpet, going like, oh yeah, I just need Bill Daniels not to die. You understand what I'm saying? He just needs to stay alive. Also, Bunny Baby, the garbage disposal thing. Seeing that as a kid was a little bit incomprehensible, a little bit scary as well. And I think that even if the bits with Morgan are kind of cliche, the dress moments, I think they work pretty well. She's she's a scene stealer. And when Topanga goes, bite me, 
I mean, that's classic. Come on. I want to know, what's the lesson that stuck with you most throughout the series? What do you feel was the strongest and most well-executed message that the show put forth? And why do you think it resonates for both of you in particular? Also, why do you feel that it's continued to hit home for people despite its flaws? Um, when I think about the last two episodes of the show, I remember I'd been re-watching the show right before I started listening to y'all's podcast. I was tweeting about how good some of the writing is, and you guys replied, and then that's how I learned about you. And at the time, you were on maybe season two or three, so I caught up so I could listen in real time. So I'd been re-watching the series in 2020 as I was clearing out my life to get ready to move to New York, and I hadn't remembered that they also moved to New York in the show. And So that was an interesting parallel. Um, I also remember one night when the show itself was airing during the late 90s and the Spice Girls had been doing a bunch of promo stuff for ABC and I remember them saying, and now back to Girl Meets World because it was at the height of the girl power era and now there's the show Girl Meets World, which I have not watched. Anyway, I just want to say, I know I can only really speak for myself, but I know I'm not the only one who's really enjoyed listening to you guys. You guys have done such a wonderful job each episode. The guests you've gotten to book and you've shared really strong insights and delved into all these different themes and ideas and always with nuance and sensitivity and most recently with these episodes about family and friendships and growing up they're really making me look at these parts of my life a little bit more closely so i really look forward to hearing about what you guys do next and now go take a break have fun live your lives you deserve it and i wish you both the very best for the new year P.S. I'm serious. If y'all end up doing a Sabrina the Teenage Witch podcast and you feel like you could use a third host to give a queer, albeit white, cis, gay perspective, I would be much obliged. I have a mic set up and everything. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So sweet. So yes. I know. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Wow. That was so nice. Um, It's not worth it, Girl Meets World. Don't worry about it. No, it's okay. You can move on. It's okay. Um, Yeah. Okay, so he asked us two questions. uh Uh-huh. What is the lesson that has stuck with us through the entire show? That's the first question. What's the second question? Why it's still so beloved today. It. Why it's been 20 years and okay. people... Just wanted to... I, I heard both of them and then there were other things and so I just wanted to make sure that like I was synthesizing put either put together or not. So uh, so I feel like these are going to be separate points. So That's what right. is the lesson? Mm-hmm. Is that now are we... Is, I guess are you interpreting this as like what's the one lesson from an episode that like has stuck with? Yeah. Or like what is the lesson to, to bring from all well, of it? Well, I was going to ask you that. So uh, I'm going to do this as what lesson from like what episode. Okay. That's really hard. Now I need to think about all the episodes. <laughs> okay. I know. Think through 180 lessons. Um, That's true. Well, not every episode had a lesson, <laughs> let's be honest. And some of the lessons I feel like I did not, like did not resonate with me. I think... You know, individually, I, I don't know that I can... Huh. Do you have an answer for that? I, my Because I feel like mine is going to be very much so, like, well, the whole show, like... That's fair, but that's fair. if you have an answer to this, like, individual episode lesson... There were two uh, that came to mind when I was thinking about it, and the first one was you don't have to be blood to be family. Mm-hmm. I think this was kind of the first show that... Not the first show in general that touched on this, of course, and not the last for sure. But at the same time, this was the first one I watched where it was very much like that. And I feel like it bled into then I watched this first. And then when I started getting into like older high school is when I started getting into friends and things like that. And like it really it opened the door for me that like I I do love my family and like I cherish them and that kind of thing. But like family is created and I was 
I feel like I've done a good job of like cultivating that over the course of my lifetime, cultivating like my people and with every step of my life. And now I feel like I'm in a place where like my fate, I'm surrounded by my favorite people and the best people I've ever been surrounded by. Mm -hmm. And so I think that really still resonates with me. Like it resonated with me when I watched the show for the first time, but now as an adult as well, it's really stuck with me, but also, um, Feeney saying, don't let other people's perception of you dictate your behavior, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. where, um, I feel like I used to be way more susceptible to that in high school. And now I'm kind of like, I'm just going to live life and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not let people's perception of me dictate my behavior. That's good. I like the first, I like what you're saying about, you know, family and Mm -hmm. don't be blood, be family. And I, I, I guess definitely agree that for me, you know, if I were to pull this from an individual episode, I don't really know. But as soon as I was asked the question, Mm -hmm. I, I did start to like, you know, my mind went places immediately and really kind of where it went in a big way, right from the jump. As soon as you asked me that question was the, it was the friendship montage of Corey and Sean and handshakes and all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so like, for me, I think, you know, that is my signal that that's the answer and that it, for like the thing that's stuck with me the most is about this like friendship of, uh, the, the, the safety and security and trust and value of a of a best friend who's not within your blood family and maybe they are you know i know people have those relationships with their siblings yeah it's never been mine mm-hmm. um yeah. not that we are not like mm-hmm. not just we're in a bad place but like my friendship with someone like jay or paul versus mm-hmm. my friendship with my brothers like very different yeah things. oh yeah for um, sure and you know that that i think is a, a big thing that comes around to it Mm -hmm. in a big way the other thing that i think is huge for me to take away from the whole show is the value of mentorship oh yeah um i think that's a really interesting thing this show had if you want to talk about staying power Mm -hmm. and things like that uh what makes this show not just another 90s sitcom in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways and i do think the mentor aspect is actually not to be overlooked about its relevancy and ability to remain standing out against a bunch of noise because it varies over time Mm -hmm. who is the mentor but like you know Feenies are obviously stand in for a lot of it throughout Mm -hmm. but so much of the show does revolve around an informal mentor mentee relation uh and different people wear those hats at Mm -hmm. all kinds of different times you know even there are times where like Corey is mentoring Sean or whatever like mm-hmm. that kind of like you know not to suggest that it's as simple as like well Feeney is the mentor they're all mentees yeah like, I think that it's not just like characters and antics mm-hmm. and that it yeah. is a characters and antics mentor mentee that part of it mm-hmm. is the the exception that's the difference um, yeah for me not and I think other shows no, full house has like every show has a lesson or whatever mm-hmm. where it's like laugh hijinks hug and cry and Mm -hmm. learn to be a better human i think yeah um but that's even still different a little bit than this Mm -hmm. i think because of some of the emotional like layers of those other shows where like we really put too high of an emotional value on it and less of a like casual like learning mentor i don't know yeah 
Well, yeah, I think, I mean, my answer is kind of the same. I think the reason it's still like relevant, why people still love it is a lot of it is because the grownups are as well-rounded as the kids. Mm -hmm. Cause I think about a lot of, you know, full house, I mean, is kind of the exception to this rule because I feel like there's a little more roundedness to a lot of, but there's so many characters in that show that sometimes it can get like, I feel like bogged down in or not even bogged down. It can be too light. It doesn't scratch as deep because you have to still touch on this person and this person and this person, and this person. Like there's so many people living in that house. Um, whereas, <laughs> house. yeah, that's <laughs> one would say one might, might say that. Um, but this feels very, a little more, I don't know. Amy and Alan are some of the best TV parents ever. And you know, you do have the mentorship of Feeney. You have Turner while he's there and it just takes on a new, it's just like a step above. When it, when it comes to the adults of this show, there, it's just like a step above any other show mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. As, and I think that it has something to do with, like in Full House, obviously you have Becky, you have a lot of female influence, like it passes the Bechdel test, but I don't, because you don't have Amy and... With Amy and Alan and their relationship specifically, that's what helps make them well-rounded. And so you have the dads and like all their relationship or the uncles in Full House and all their relationship. But like there's something about watching Amy and Alan in their like what I would say is a decently healthy marriage and how they navigate that in addition to navigating parenthood and uh, that's something that you don't get from Full House because Danny obviously is a widower and so he's trying to navigate single dadhood with the help of um joey joey and jesse Jesse, thank you oh my god (laughs) i was like oh my god it's been so long since i've seen full house i really feel like we need to go back and now do an entire podcast about like does full house pass the bechdel test because i don't know you said that really confidently i know not certain (laughs) there's a there's no way they don't have a conversation about like homework or something or like i guess they're they're dad is still a man which wouldn't pass the Bechdel test but if they're talking to like friends or something I don't know I I don't know that's a great well I just you just said it with a lot of I confidence. did say it with a lot I was like there's no like, way that, that they have three young girls that are only talking about boys the entire time so there's no way well DJ's arc largely becomes about Steve that's true that's very true uh um, I might have spoken too soon. <laughs> oh my god. Stephanie, uh, I feel like she goes in and out where like it's sometimes about boys yeah. and sometimes not, and it's about sisters. I don't really think Michelle's arc is about boys, but it's about her dad, I guess. And yeah, and kind it's of... always maybe kind of about the uncles or mm-hmm. dad and um Becky only exists as a part of the show in relation to, to Danny Jesse, as the yeah. host and then Jesse as her husband. Mm-hmm. And then as a mom to her two sons. Yeah. Um, See, just like women, <laughs> women characters, but not like women who stand alone characters, I guess. The women are only related back to the show through the men. Yeah. Whereas with this show, Amy is like a full-fledged, her own individual person kind of outside of just being a, like she goes through that whole thing where you know they sneak out to have like bowling date nights and what or they say that they're bowling but they're actually going on a date night because she's like I'm still same thing with the creative writing class she's like I'm still a person like mm-hmm. I need to figure I need to keep cultivating myself outside of just being a mother and a wife 
And that's not something that I see from any other show, really. That's not like specifically tied back into like one of the men from the show. But now I ask you, what did you, what have you learned over this entire process? Um, If anything. That when doing a podcast, find someone smarter than you who's willing to do all the work. (laughs) Um, Because that's absolutely true. I barely did anything for this. This is your project as far as I'm concerned. I'm just a co-host and... Even though this may have generated from my brain, I did not do the work. Megan did, everybody. Just let that just on, let the, that simmer. on the record, just so everyone knows, this is Megan's podcast. And I I'm mean, just happy to be here. Part of it is also, like, me being a control freak. No, 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 no. Don't dismiss it. You did all the work. Um, I think... It's interesting where it started in my mind, because it was always a matter of when, when this started, I was working at Guaranteed Rate and a sales job that I hated Mm -hmm. and just wanted to do something creative and interesting Mm -hmm. and uh, was well on my way to being another another white boy with a podcast um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was very much so like well that sounds kind of fun and interesting I guess maybe I don't know Um, and I don't know you know if, if someone had pitched if you Mm-hmm. had pitched me to start this six months ago, I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. It was very much so like a, a product of the time and mm-hmm. circumstance at which we began. That's true. Um, so that's an interesting... But, you know, I'm glad we never we never quit. Um, yeah. We never stopped. Yeah. We did it. Um, I learned that this isn't a show that I want to be my personality. Fair. Was that originally your thought process going into it? No, I don't know. It was just just interesting. It was like, it was always a default answer of like, you know, what's your favorite television show? Yeah. And I still think it holds a special place for me. Oh yeah. And I always think, I always, I think when I answered that question before too, it was always a matter of like, well, something that like is near and dear to me as like a mm-hmm. favorite television show versus what I think is like the best television show. Like mm-hmm. those are very different. Yeah, that's I'm very true. To admit that, that it's got sentimental value. And like that's Succession why... is a better show. Yeah, <laughs> but this has more sentimentality. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, you know, that that's a hard. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to watch the show for quite some time. Yeah, I probably won't either. If At I least not to, this year. If I Maybe had to next guess, year. I'll like finally turn this back on next holiday season and watch some watch some holiday episodes specifically. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. If I had to guess, this what about point. you? What did you learn from this endeavor? Um, I think I've been thinking on this question because I knew I was going to ask it like the entire time. I was like, this is going to be a question that I ask in the finale. I think it's hard to like sum it up I learned a lot about myself during this process I think and like how very specifically how I speak and how I I guess just present myself when you can't see like when you can't see me and when you don't know me like I've learned a lot about myself because I edit the show and so it's been kind of a growing process in that regard Um, but at the same time, I just learned a lot about audio engineering and like, I learned that I can handle like taking on an entire project and that kind of thing. And, 
like I would love to keep keep podcast editing. I mean, I'd love to host still, um, but it's just a lot more work <laughs> than just like editing and like sending it off. It's uh, something that I think you're you were on the nose when you were like, if you would ask me to do this six months ago, I would be like, no, I don't think I can take that on. And I still think that's true. I like, don't think I would have said yes. Um, but the timing was so perfect. So I am glad that we like stuck with it, but I think, yeah, I learned honestly the most about myself. Yeah. Well, my favorite part of all of this really has been, um, that was another one of my questions. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Favorite part and least favorite part Uh of the process. My favorite part of doing this podcast with you has actually been uh, just kind of like having a reason to get together and shoot the Mm -hmm. shit with a friend. Yeah. You know? It's true. um, Weird that that became exceptionally novel. Yeah. Yeah. In 2020. You know? And it's always been um, one of those things where there are some things that kind of feel like a chore mm-hmm. uh and sometimes this did some days yeah of course some episodes things like that yeah felt like a chore it was like oh fuck yeah, yeah. You know? oh yeah uh, but it was always one of those things where it, like it was always a chore that as soon as i actually started mm-hmm. i was more than happy to be doing yeah um proximity is hard because we started <laughs> to live true. farther away from each other. Yeah. Um, we just slowly got further and further away from each other yeah. throughout this process. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but I think, like, you know, it's been it's been fun, and it's, like, I enjoy all the conversation we have outside mm-hmm. of the show mm-hmm. and, like, books and movies and yeah, other absolutely. things we're watching. And just, like, it's interesting because as a friend that I don't see super regularly otherwise, mm-hmm. it always feels like there's stuff to catch up on to, which yes. is kind of fun yeah. and interesting, as opposed to someone that I see, you know, four out of seven days a week, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, there's not much new because we saw each other yesterday. <laughs> we saw each other yesterday. <laughs> you know, so. and like, I enjoy your yeah. company, but like, we're mostly just kind of vibing. Yeah. Um, which is great. Different kinds yeah, of Yeah, different. Different friendships, friendships. different things. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. That's been really fun yeah. and enjoyable. And would be the motivating factor to starting a Sabrina podcast. But when I realized that that would be the motivating factor, I realized that we should just text each other to like go <laughs> to get, get every yeah, now yeah, and just to get coffee. Just like go get coffee and talk for a while. <laughs> not do all of the backbreaking work yeah, that comes with and it. And not like have to go and watch a 30 minute episode mm-hmm. of a show from 20 years ago and then spend an hour and a half talking about it That's and how many hours you spent editing it. and. And honestly, um, there might be a time when that, like, is perfect again. Sure. Like, there might be a time in our lives when, like, right. you know, we're like, wow, we find ourselves with very little to do. Or, yeah. you know, if we hit, if we do another global pandemic, <laughs> we'll be like, well, I'm inside the house and bored, so it's time to watch Sabrina, I guess. Yeah. So, right. I'm hoping those won't be the circumstances, That'd but... That'd be unfortunate. What about you? What's been your favorite part? I think, um... I think my favorite part, I I do love, like, just getting together and, like, yeah, exactly. Especially during COVID, it gave me, like, something to do. Yeah. It, like, gave me um, – but I also loved being able to talk to the guests that we got to speak mm-hmm. to. Like, I never in my lifetime – like, if you had sat me down in high school and, like, watched an episode with me and been like, you're going to talk to her someday or yeah. you're going to talk to him someday, I would have been like – no, <laughs> I would have been like, that's, there's no way. 
And the fact that we were able to like talk to Jason and Trina and Allie and it's just been like such a, especially doing our social media work, like it's been such a fun outreach to other fans and like people. And like, I was able to meet Cheyenne and I was able to meet uh, Nick and I was able to, um, you know, we met like so many different people through this, uh, Hillary and uh, Lex and Matt who were, and Brahmi's world and like just everyone we were able to come in contact with. It's been like such a, it shows the like good parts of social media and like the good parts of like uh, the social aspect of it. So yeah, a little community yeah. that developed. But yeah, I think my not my least favorite part, but the part that I will not miss is definitely um, just like the late night editing. Yeah. If I have to work or something on Monday, and I'm like, I can't get to this until like ten o'clock, and I'm like, I have a midnight release date, and like it's our show, so I can kind <laughs> do of whatever do whatever want. I want. Right. So it's not like I have I have a boss that I'm. But at the same time, you know, consistency is key. And so I think I, I was trying to hold myself to a standard. And so that, that was, well, I don't want to, I hate to say my least favorite part, but it's the part that I will not miss. A goal without a deadline is a dream. Yeah, exactly. You know? So my next question, mm-hmm. what's one thing you wish we would have done differently? I wish, I mean, we got there, but the first several episodes of the show were not. No, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was the wrong way to start. Um, it was with, a good idea. We experimented theory. with a couple of different versions, yeah. I guess, um, and we we landed where we did, mm-hmm. which felt good. But I guess I wouldn't change that because like we needed to know that those were not the right yeah modes for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <laughs> something we would have done differently, huh? You know, that's a good question. Thanks. Because, <laughs> again, it like, goes back to those early ones, but I feel good about where we landed. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think life got in the way, but ideally it would have been really nice to keep it on a weekly release. Yeah. If we had. But, yeah. you know, lots of lots of times my fault of uh, not getting it done in time. Mm-hmm. In terms of literally just, like, being able to, to get together to do it. So. No, it's true. I mean, it's it got crazy yeah. and hairy at the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we still made it. Yeah, so what about that's you? the important part. Um, I was kind of thinking about like how we started out with a third person and then that kind of like dropped off. It was the death seat. <laughs> the death seat. And uh, I thought about that, but I honestly don't like no regrets when yeah. it comes to that because I think it set us up for where we are now mm-hmm. because I think after kind of troubleshooting that and I don't think it would have been to our benefit to go back and re-record those episodes either nah. because then it wouldn't have been as organic and so um I think I don't know if I would have done anything differently maybe starting to release on a weekly basis just because then we would have kind of kept the momentum going a little bit longer. I feel like we started to lose steam at the end because we were waiting so long. Yeah. So it wasn't as fresh and exciting as it was like, and also that just has a lot to do with the seventh season though. The subject matter of the seventh season. Yeah, the momentum was hard to maintain towards the end. Just don't care as much. Um, So I don't know. I don't know if I would have done anything specifically differently. Yeah. Like a shorter show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know if I would have done anything specifically differently. I think just the cadence towards the end would have been nice to have 
kept up. But other yeah. than that, that's not even like, again, it's not something that I'm like super serious. Like, oh, I definitely would have done that differently. It's just uh-huh. like, it would have been nice, but like, I still am not mad at how we did it. So, yeah. Yeah. um, okay. So what has changed the most for you in the last three years? And what's something that hasn't changed at all? I got married, but nothing changed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, let's see something. I mean, my job in a lot of ways, what I do for a career since we started to now is wildly different, but also not at all. Maybe <laughs> done a lot of different jobs in the last three and a half years, yep. four years. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, the whole world's changed, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of my ambitions have changed. Mm -hmm. I feel really cemented in the city in a big way. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. Maybe some viewpoints have grown, maybe. I'm not sure. I read more. Yeah. (laughs) I do, too. Um, I don't know, you know, that was interesting. The show did let us talk about a lot of, like, big ideas, mm-hmm. which was nice to have that as a reason to do so. Mm-hmm. But is my life all that different? I make a lot more money now than I did when we started. Oh, okay. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Good grief. I'm still somewhat unhappy, so that doesn't change. <laughs> that's fair. You know, I just don't have to think twice at the grocery store, so. That's, um, yeah. So I guess that's better. That's a good, yeah, that's a good thing. That's a privilege. <laughs> yeah, it is a privilege. I understand. Um, yeah, I mean, those were, things have changed mm-hmm. um, because it's not as, it wasn't as easy to do the show, so. Yeah. Points of focus have changed a lot, I think, mm-hmm. but. In many ways, I don't feel like a totally different person or anything. I, don't mm-hmm. know, like, I still feel like I am very much so who I am. Um, and that I already felt pretty well formed when we started. Oh. Tiny was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a different view on who can and should start a podcast and what that means, I think. That's fair. And I don't mean that in an elitist way, like, well, we should have started a podcast because yeah. of that. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, when you think about if you're going to start a podcast or whatever, it's more a matter of, like, well, who's it for? And yeah. in a lot of ways, this was for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's, like, fine. Like, if you want to start a podcast for you because mm-hmm. it's something that you think you'll enjoy and have fun with, then, yeah. like, great. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you want to start a podcast because you think everyone needs to hear your point of view and it's going to make you a millionaire. No, don't do um, it. Then don't. Don't. <laughs> it's not worth it. Because we don't need that. That's true. So there's, that's changed, I think. I think yeah. I had a different perspective about, well, and that, that could be extrapolated broader to like a lot of creative endeavors, I think, where it's a matter of like, mm-hmm. pursue these things for you. Not, yeah. Not because. And that could also be something you learned over this process. That's true. It all ties in. It all comes back around. What about you? Um, I mean, I think the thing that's changed the most is probably just my location. Because, yeah, I've moved like a bunch of times during this. I've moved twice during the in the last three years. And I have changed jobs a lot because of the pandemic. So I feel like a lot of my external surroundings have changed. Mm-hmm. 
but I still, I agree with you. I don't feel like a drastically different person than when I first started. Like I said, I learned a lot about, about myself and my speech patterns and how I carry myself and how my voice sounds during this Mm -hmm. process. Um, but I think something that hasn't changed is just like I, the people in my life are kind of the same as when they were who they were when I started this, which is really nice because I have that consistency and that, um, still support throughout because like people know that we have a podcast and like they know like some people were listening for a while and some people have fallen off some people still listen but like having the support system around me just of not saying like okay why did you start that's stupid why did you start a podcast and that kind of thing um that's nice i've mostly been roasted by it really (laughs) sarah has never listened to an episode of the show that's fair that's fair i don't ask her to either i don't care it's not bothering me yeah quinn Um, used to listen a little bit but then i think he's fallen off but he also didn't like boy meets world it's so niche well that's the thing so i didn't give a shit about the show yeah it's it's so niche that i feel like i don't ask everyone in my life to listen to it because i'm like if you're not interested in the show don't listen to the podcast right you know right because like we do talk about ourselves a little bit but predominantly it's within the context of the show and so it's like you can listen to the show to learn more about me but I I feel like it's such a limited it's such a specific scope such a fine Mm -hmm. what is what is what am I thinking of it's like tunnel vision that's kind of what but that's not what I mean I can't think of what I mean but um but yeah I think like my support system hasn't changed I still have a lot of the same people in my life but yeah, that's kind of it. Those were all my questions. Did has anything like changed for you as far as the show goes? Obviously, you your favorite no, episode is still, and then there was Sean. it. Still is what it is. I think in a big way, you know. Um, I it's a more critical eye for the show than I've ever taken at it. Yeah, it's a. Um, it's probably not any more a comfort passive watch that it may have once upon a time been. It that's might take fair. Some time to get there again. Yeah. It feels very like don't meet your heroes kind of situation uh, because it's like we've analyzed this show that I once considered like my favorite show. And again, yeah. it's still definitely up there for me because of sentimentality. It will always yeah, have a special place like, in oh, my no, heart. All these characters suck. But yeah, it's like <laughs> when you dig deeper, I feel like this could happen with any show though. If yeah. you analyzed it to high heaven, like analyzed every episode very, very specifically, it just you know, a lot of those shows, especially older shows kind of fall apart in that way where now I don't have the luxury of, I still have the luxury of sentimentality, but not the ignorant, the bliss of ignorance. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, it will take some time and binging it. Honestly, I feel like is going to be better than like watching one episode every other. Cause you, when you pull the show out of context too, it's a little bit different than, uh, watching it all in one go. Mm-hmm. Because the storyline is a little more through and some of the things that I think bothered me pulling it out of context won't bother me as much. Mm. But I think when we first started the show, I don't remember if we actually discussed like who our favorite character. I think we discussed favorite episodes and favorite characters at the beginning. I don't, I might've said Mr. Turner Mm. was my favorite character. It's not, it's Eric. (laughs) (laughs) If we've learned anything throughout this entire podcast, it's, if you guys as listeners have learned anything, it's that I love Eric right, so much. Right. I'm still a Sean, um, still a Sean fan. Yeah. So. But I, and I honestly do love, and then there was Sean as far as favorite episodes go, but I think I still love everybody loves Stuart. Mm-hmm. It just like hit the hardest. Yeah. It still hits the hardest for me to this day. Sure. So 
then that could change in a couple of years, but it could. It's true. But yeah. Wow. All right. I guess that's it. I know. It's weird. We'll have to just like get coffee or something. And I know. <laughs> just like we'll have to just hang like, out like real hang people, out like normal people. Weird. And not talk about a show from twenty years ago. I know, right? I don't know. The fact that we made it all the way through still doesn't feel like I. I You'd think after having, it's been like three weeks or something, four weeks since we recorded the last episode, Mm -hmm. you'd think I would have had time to like process that Mm -hmm. it's done. Mm -hmm. But I think having this kind of hanging over, Mm -hmm. knowing that we were going to do one more, that was like, um, you know, that was kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys very much. Thank you all for however long you've been listening to the show or yeah. if you just decided to drop in on the last one that's fun too yeah weird choice <laughs> weird, good for you. weird choice weird move um it's been it's been a good time you yeah know? It's, it's been, been a wild fun. ride it's been, been several years and it's interesting it's not one of those things that like i think about all that often outside of when we do it mm-hmm. um, it's true but i've always enjoyed doing when we do it you know yeah um and i know that the last time some people came to chicago and hit us up i wasn't available but i would like to next time that yeah. comes up so let me know yeah you know i'll say hi i'll go grab yeah. a beer i drink <laughs> i drink <laughs> i'm cool yeah and i feel like um you know we still have uh Meets world still wants to chat with us and like if anyone else wanted to like still chat with us i'm still open and yeah. available to that just because that's not as much work <laughs> ah. um but yeah it's been a great it's been a great almost four years you guys thanks for listening thanks Crazy. for making it what it was i mean we made it what it was but like you know <laughs> <laughs> you made just it kidding. what it was <laughs> Megan did all the work. I say it again. I mean, I think it's fair of you to say like we did we did this for ourselves, yeah. but it's been um an awesome experience just getting to like something that we originally started just doing for ourselves has grown into something where we like got to meet people mm-hmm. and talk to cast members and you know. It's true. Some things happened that I never really thought would. Yeah. So that's kinda cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you all for listening. This is it. Last one. Ready? Say it together. Oh, me too. (laughs) 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 That's usually what together Uh, means, but, you know. No, no, no. We got you. Um, Well, thank you all for listening. And as always, class Class dismissed. dismissed. (laughs) We said it together. I know. (laughs)